Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Superman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 65, Blasts from the Past. Hi, pals. It's, uh, well, weirdly, it's the the season premiere of season two of Superman already. Yeah, I was surprised to see that. I, okay, I guess we're already on season two after, what, 12 episodes? 13. They did, you know, some shows do 13 episode seasons, uh, but it's weird to see it from an animated series. Mm-hmm. Like a kid's animated series usually gets, yeah, I don't know, a million so they can have reruns. Yeah, like you go like an episode a week. Or, yeah, an episode a week, basically. Well, yeah, that's what they did. That's, yeah. Uh, if I remember correctly, the reason 13 is the number is because that's a quarter of a year. Oh. That's why, like, longer seasons are 26. Then if you show them once and then rerun them again, that's 52 weeks. That's your whole year. And then okay, 13 weeks is half of that. Yeah, but That makes sense. But even still, that means you got to do four seasons before you get enough to go into syndication. So, mm. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I like yeah, we're we're already uh we're already a chunk of the way through this Motoring show and it through this show. Feels like we just started. Yeah. Weird. There was a lot more Batman, so I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons this show kind of gets forgotten by a lot of people is mm. cuz it it just didn't run for as long. It was harder to find. It was on Saturday mornings on a channel not everyone had and it didn't run for very long. Yeah. So, it's too bad it's still a great show. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, this this uh, uh, mixed feel. There were things I really liked about it. Yeah, but there were also overall, other things. I just I found it a little underwhelming. But we'll yeah. get into that. Why don't Why don't we just crack into it? And because this is just one story, a two parter, we just we just broke up the summary, so we'll just do it all sort of together. So uh, take it away with part one, if you would. All righty. It's an exciting day for Superman as Professor Hamilton has finally managed to open the glove box of the infant Kal-El's rocket ship. <laughs> uh, let's see here. We got some maps, a uh, pair of sunglasses. Ooh, a gift card for space Arby's. Oh, and a Phantom Zone projector. What's that? Professor Hamilton asks, sciencely. A Phantom Zone projector, says Superman more slowly this time. It connects us to the Phantom Zone, a weird alternate reality where Kryptonians threw their criminals, monsters, and old batteries. I see, says Hamilton, flicking a switch at random and releasing a rampaging old battery. <laughs> After Superman wrestles the battery into submission, they poke around some more and find Mala, a Kryptonian war criminal. She's been stuck in the Phantom Zone since she and Kryptonian General Jaxor led a coup on Krypton. Figuring she's done her time, Superman lets her out and starts training her to be a superhero. It doesn't go great. See, Mal is a big fan of beating up criminals, but less of a fan of leaving people alive and not snapping Lois Lane's spine like a twig. Superman worries that he may have to send her back to the Phantom Zone, which Mala unfortunately overhears. Then her and Superman fight some, bash a hole in Lex Luthor's apartment again, and then she releases Jaxor from the Phantom Zone, and over to you, Al. Thank you. Part two opens with Superman apparently ignoring the imminent threat of two evil Kryptonians rampaging across Earth and instead bringing Professor Hamilton to his cool ice fort in the North Pole to hang out and, I don't know, stay up all night watching videos and eating pizza. <laughs> what a great fortress of solitude, says Hamilton, apropos of entirely nothing. That's a stupid name, says Superman, in keeping with every 90s attempt to depict anything from a comic book. Then again, you are about to fight a guy called Jax Ur, so maybe don't get too carried away calling the names for things stupid. I mean, Christ, you might as well have called him Evil or Trouble or something. 
Superman then asks the Brainiac Orb how to create another Phantom Zone projector, and now it makes perfect sense why he brought Hamilton here, because there's absolutely no chance this dummy would understand a single word of those instructions. <clears throat> I mean, hey, he gets top marks on caring about people, and also apparently zoo-making, but even he knows that it's best to leave the thinking up to the thinkers. Oh, and then Superman clarks back to the Daily Planet and seems genuinely surprised that the world is being terrorized by two <laughs> Kryptonians. Lest you think I'm being unfair in my depiction of him as a bit dumb. He proceeds to fight Mala in a postal truck in a brawl the promoters wanted to call Mala in the Mela, but then they decided that it wasn't very good. Good enough to make it into my summary, though. <laughs> Jack's Ur just sort of stands and watches the fight, like the little guy in the Yakuza fight at the end of the pretzel episode of The Simpsons, or you know, a tactical guy who wants to see what he's up against and also is waiting for all his cool yellow sun powers to kick in. But I'm sticking with my Simpsons thing. The two of them run off, giving Superman time to check in with Hamilton's DIY dimension projector project, which in turn gives the bad guys time to bust into the Daily Planet and kidnap Lois to draw out their enemy. Hey, just like in that movie, Superman 2. They fight some more, then end up throwing Superman into the Phantom Zone because, uh, right, they still have that projector that Mala stole. But then Lois helps Hamilton get him out again, just in time to stop the UN from handing the keys to Earth over to our new Kryptonian overlords. <laughs> and say what you will about this ruthless fascist from beyond the stars, but I kind of love that he doesn't just declare himself the ruler of Earth. He understands the value of getting the paperwork in order. They have to <laughs> sign that thing first. <laughs> then Superman shows up for some further fighting, which ends with him throwing both their asses back into the P-Zone, where there'll be no trouble at all. <laughs> See, All right, I set I'm, that up earlier. Uh, it's good. Uh, no, it isn't. It's terrible. But I, I want to be. I want to be in charge of Earth. Uh, okay, I guess. No, no. I want to actually be. Get the get the notes. Put my name on the lease. Make the. This is all legal. Okay. The get landlord's. Out here. The landlord's not going to fix anything if my name's not on the lease. Mm -hmm. I gotta. I gotta be the legal like uh, tenant of this place. So yeah. I was, like, there were some things I loved about this idea. Yes. But it is just Superman 2, and I didn't make this my bad thing, but why wasn't this just General Zod? Everyone knows who General Zod is. It's It's got to be, like, like a like a rights thing or something. I like, don't think so. That's the only thing I could think it could possibly be. I can't, I can't imagine. They can, I mean, they can use anything they want. You would think, right? Like, it's not like with Marvel where they split up all the characters. Like, all of the people are just owned by the WB. No, like, and the only time we ever run into anything like that, as far as I know, is when there was a new Batman show being produced and they didn't want them to use Batman concepts that were being used mm -hmm. in another WB show. So, like, yeah. it wasn't a legal thing. There there was a while where they couldn't use Superboy because of, like, an ongoing lawsuit oh. with the Siegel family. Right. But, I mean, that has nothing to do with this. That's just a thing that happened. Right. Yeah, I don't uh I don't I don't understand cuz again, everyone knows who General Zod is. Yeah, he was in like a fairly popular movie. He was in one like you say who are Superman's villains to like mm -hmm. a, a regular person like that doesn't read comics but kind of knows Superman a little bit. They're going to yep. say Lex Luthor and uh, I don't know, General that guy with the the guy with the cool slick back hair. Yeah. Like stick that... it back. Oh, oh, we were talking before the show about the uh, the X-Men dressing like the Matrix, and hey, mm -hmm. look, General Zod got there way before oh, that. Oh, yeah, that dude loves dressing like the Matrix. Uh-huh. I was here first. Yep. My uh, since, I've, since I've been growing my hair long and putting it back in a ponytail, like when it's slicked back, I very much look like a redhead General Zod. It's not a bad look at all. I will, t I will take. Uh-huh. 
Sometimes that, sometimes George Carlin. Occasionally Qui-Gon Jinn, which I'm not so happy about. I mean, you know, of the three of them, like, that's the weakest, but still not bad. Uh, when I when I look Qui-Gon, it's time to trim my beard a little. I'm looking a little <laughs> scraggly. <laughs> but when it's very neat and tidy, then I'm General Zod. Oh, I need a haircut. I'm going to get chopped in half by Darth Maul in a minute. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't understand why he wasn't... Uh, uh, General Zod. Yeah, very weird. Is Jaxer from? The, I mean, I assume he's from the I comics. I don't think so. Uh, I I noticed like, uh, and this isn't me being a pedant. Like you spelled his name wrong in the uh, in the summary. I think you didn't mm-hmm. realize he had like a Kryptonian style name. It, it, that was I figured it was something like that. But like with stuff like that, it's more phonetic, so I don't stumble yeah, over no, no, while no. I'm reading it. I'm the only reason I point this out. I'm not saying, hey, hey, listeners, guess what? There, Someone there on a, this show there can't was a mis- spell. There was a misspelling. No, that's not what I mean. What I mean is maybe you thought it was spelled differently and didn't recognize the name. Mm. Like maybe seeing it spelled the way you might recognize is like, oh, yeah, that guy. Let's see but, here. Like uh, the, the DC Wiki said that uh, he has appeared in comics. But oh, also look at that. That he was uh, like a mad scientist or something. Yeah. Kryptonian mad scientist banished this Phantom Zone for his reckless and dangerous experiments. And that's not a bad idea for a character either, but. This is not that. This is a guy who tried to take over Krypton because he wanted to be like a fascist dictator. Yeah. Which, that's fine. But, you know. (laughs) Yeah, there's no real explanation for this. Very odd. I mean, it doesn't matter. Especially since Zod shows up in the 88 uh, Superman animated series, voiced by Odo. Oh. Yeah. I mean... I've, I I want to watch that show, but also I really don't. It's like, uh, this, there's, there's no way this is as good as I want it to be. Oh, there's no way it's good at all. Yeah. I'm pretty sure what we are watching right now was the first properly good Superman cartoon. I mean, the Fleischer ones were fun adventure stuff, but as far as writing goes. So I'm just picturing Zod now with the voice of Odo going, Clark! <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and and let's, like... Let's talk about the Phantom Zone, though. Like, what? Yeah. What is it exactly? So, as far as I can tell, this is a red dimension full of Kirby Crackle where you float around forever. It looks cool. It looks very cool. Like, the I, lighting in it is... Looking at anyone just floating in it is very awesome. Like, there's I weird think, silhouette stuff going on. I think there was a real missed opportunity when Superman gets sent in there to not give us some POV, what it looks like from yeah. someone in there like we only ever see it through the projector and i thought it might be interesting to just just for a minute like not it's probably hard to animate all that mm. but j- just to see <laughs> mostly my question was when someone talks to you through the projector are you seeing like a big projected professor hamilton head in front of you or, or like like a little like like a little slot that he's peering through yeah i'm not i'm not real clear on how they're communicating because um when it was mala it looked like she was looking at at superman yeah like she could see him, but maybe not. I don't know. Well, it very much, it very much felt like like she realized someone was looking in because she starts going like, "Hey, hello." Yeah. Uh, my sentence was only supposed to be five years, and I've been in here. How old are you? Thirty. Like thirty, 30 years? years. Thanks yeah. a lot. Uh huh. I would just love Professor Hamilton, just like dunk, dunk, dunk. Hello, yep. <laughs> Professor Hamilton, just like so. And I'm I'm sure this is by design and not mm-hmm. because he's written badly. Just very uh, haphazardly turning knobs and opening things and. Oh boy, what's this do? Oh, oh right. Oh, security. Oh right. Oh yeah, it says right on the label that it's full of monsters, and I just happen to let one out. Out. Whoops. 
Yeah, you you told me all about like uh, your your planet being full of monsters. Like your dad was fighting them in, as part of his mm-hmm. just regular job. <laughs> he even just called them monsters. Yeah, it's weird. Just love fighting monsters, little Kal El. Mm-hmm. There's two things I know about. It's the planet is exploding, and I love to punch a monster in the face. Wow. <laughs> I mean, one and a half of those things will uh, continue to be true for his son. <laughs> not exploding actively, but uh, not in great shape. No, not really. But the, the fandom kind of ties in. You you had a bad thing you brought up, and I think the show answered it in a way that you didn't realize like 10 episodes ago. Yeah, but it's still worth talking about, so okay. screw it. All right. Like... My basic my bad thing is why in God's name did Jor El pack a Phantom Zone projector into Kal-El's rocket ship? Now, let's see here. I need to save my infant son and also a parallel universe full of our greatest criminals. Mm-hmm. Like Brainiac even has plans for projector. Like if like if Clark stumbles across the fact that there is one and gets the bug up his ass to like free everybody that's in it, he can build his own. Yeah. So this is and I had to have the DC Wiki remind me of this because I didn't remember mm-hmm. this from the pilot. But Jarrell actually says, like, uh, we can put people in the Phantom Zone and then release them on another planet. Mm-hmm. Like, and that might have been the, like, what they, we don't know where to put our dangerous criminals. Maybe we'll put them somewhere else. Yeah. No, it's, it, it makes a lot of sense, honestly. Like, I, what are you going to do? Let it blow up with the planet? Then I mean, let everything else blow up. Yeah. No, I, I get sending important stuff like that. And also, he probably knew, like he could trust the kid when he grew up to, like, you know, take care of it. Well, he certainly didn't expect some idiot scientist to be all like, what's this button do? hmm I love Hamilton so much. I love mm-hmm. him wandering around the Fortress of Solitude, just, like, just, like, eyes bugging out of his head, like, this is amazing. I am uh, having the best time. We've got to save the world, Professor. Yeah, yeah, I know, but also... Oh my god, and and that's just the animals. When mm-hmm. I get to like the the brainiac sphere, which I haven't interacted directly with, and, yep. and like um, you know the the weird Kryptonian device you have, like locking things out of it, and like oh, just so cool. I I really like them just hanging out together. Like yeah, Superman's no, get, Superman's real pal is Professor Hamilton. I get the distinct impression that they are legitimately friends and mm-hmm. not just like coworkers. Yeah. Which I love. I, I like that so much. And there's that relationship will be uh, put to the test some some episodes later in, into a different series, actually. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's nice that they put in the work to establish this. Yeah. And, uh, what are we working on today, Superman? Mm-hmm. What you got? You got more more stuff? More things I could look at? Oh man, I just poke at your rocket ship all day. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, since you do your bad thing, I'll, I'll do mine. Yeah. The action sequences in this show, I know I complain about these a lot in our bonus show, because mm-hmm. th- th- in the movie-length ones, they just they feel very sort well, of Well, they formulaic. tend to be like all the episode is, or all yeah. the movie is, really. Yeah, they're going for like an action movie vibe with mm-hmm. all of those, and they and they all fit sort of the three-act Hollywood thing, and, and it's very, like, the last 15 minutes are just action, and I get, I get a little bored. But this show, almost across the board has held my interest with its uh, action sequences. Like it's mm-hmm. it's been very good. Like the him fighting robots, him like saving trains, like all the all the stuff we've talked about. But this big two-part story about Superman fighting two different people like him, yep, is surprisingly unambitious. Yeah, it really is. Like there's a sequence that you liked and I understand why where he he literally is fighting her in a mail truck. 
uh, a mail truck that is plummeting to, through that is plummeting to the ground. Yeah, she and, she flew it way high into mm-hmm. the sky, and then he starts fighting her. The the truck is in free fall, and they're mm-hmm. they're fighting in it, and that is cool. What I, what I love is that like the truck is rotating as it falls. Yeah. So every time it goes past a window, we can see inside of them punching each other in the face. Yeah, it's a good idea for an action sequence. It's a good idea for us, like a thing for us to see. Mm-hmm. But it's not that interesting. Like apart from that, like the way it's directed, it's not that interesting to watch. Yeah. And then they're like smacking each other into lamp posts, and like mm-hmm. it just feels so small compared to what we've seen so far. Yeah. And at this point, he's only faced earthbound guys like Parasite and Metallo. Like, like this should be like the biggest deal for him. Like yeah. fighting, like two fight- supermen, two supermen who are also trained in combat, which he is not. Yeah. You know, no. And that's the thing is like there's a real opportunity to show what someone who isn't Superman would do with those abilities. Mm-hmm. Like when we get to Bizarro, that guy's you know famously dumb. He's <clears> not going to know what to do with his powers, but like. These guys are are cruel and clever, and I'd love to see spins yeah. on the that, those powers that Superman would never think of because he doesn't think like that. Well, and, and all they use them for, all they use is the strength and the laser eyes, and that's it. Well, and I I would have really liked to have seen more of Superman. Just like, wow, you're from Krypton? Krypton? What was that like? Yeah, like all I've learned about it is from like computers and stuff. Like the fact that I'm meeting someone from it, like, is such that, a huge deal. That might have had that. I, I that may have been implied in the first episode with mm. Mala. It, it might have been. It just, it, most of it is just like, all right, well, let's make you Supergirl, I guess. Yeah. No, I I actually liked all of that, though. Like, I liked, I, I really thought at first it's going to be, oh, this is going to be a little creepy because he's going to come off like, hey, we're the last uh, male and female of our species. And it didn't. In fact, she no. was the one who proposed that, and I'm glad they played it that way. She actually has the moment where she's like, you, you don't want to hook up with all of this? Come on, man. Yeah. Basically, she turns evil because Superman doesn't want to fuck her. Yeah. And that is fantastic. That's fine. I know someone who will. Where's that <laughs> Phantom like, Zone projector? Yeah. It's like, um, wait, oh, the battery. Huh. All right. <laughs> well, whatever you're into, lady. Uh-huh. No, um... There, there's a bit where he says, I never realized you'd be so power hungry. And I just said, or, or thirsty for Superman. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They play they play a little like jealousy with Lois, but not like I. it would have been very easy to overplay that. And I'm glad they didn't. I, I, I like how amused Lois is by the whole situation. <laughs> just like, oh, you found one of your own kind. Good for you. Uh-huh. I, I, was hoping I, I was hoping I could get in there, but whatever. She's she seems fun. <laughs> yes. Fun, but that's the thing. Is like she's she's a little she's a little catty, but they mm-hmm. they could have played it so much worse, and they yeah. didn't. And I'm glad. I, Lois didn't have a ton to do though, and I was a little disappointed. Yeah, I there's been a few of those episodes, and I'd like to get back to her being, I mean, she, you know, the other she does, lead. She doesn't have to drive every plot, but like no. in this one, she is kind of a hostage, and she's got some good dialogue, but mm-hmm. she doesn't really do much to move the plot along. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Speaking of driving, we had to see her car, which is slightly better than Clark's. I mean, whenever we get a close-up, like, whenever we're on the ground, everyone's got goofy-ass cars like that. That's true. Like, you, I, I appreciate we spend more time with Clark Kent, obviously, but, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, you can't single his car out as being the stupid one. They're all, if you <laughs> don't like this design. pretty stupid. I like it. Mm-hmm. But it is definitely, you know. I just like goofy. her pulling up in her white and pink whatever the fuck mobile this thing is. Yep. <laughs> That's what it's actually called. The 1998-whatever-the-fuck-mobile. <laughs> New from Lexco. Uh-huh. Oh, no. She would not buy a Lexco car. 
I don't know, call it the whatever the fuck mobile. I've got more important things to do. <laughs> ah, you guys just want to go with Poochie? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I did like, and this is my good thing, mm-hmm. I thought this was another well-constructed two-parter. We pointed this out with the mm. Lobo episode. Like, rather than making Mala Jaxer's flunky or whatever, we got a whole episode to get to know her. And mm-hmm. then the second one is all about both of them, like... With Batman, a lot of the times the two parters didn't really seem to justify like why, why is this, this is padded because you don't have enough. Yeah, but this is like okay, no, we're introducing two characters. Why don't we make one about one and then one about the other? Like yeah, yeah, good idea. Let the big stories breathe. Mm-hmm. Well, job. and just like getting to know her too as a character is really, like she's an interesting character that I like. You yeah, know, and that like I, like I said, it, around it would be very easy to just sideline her. Because if she is like like if if he was General Zod and she was Ursa, mm-hmm. she would just be there to be his lieutenant and that's it. Yeah. But this way we get to know who she is and that's that's much better. Well, I mean, and of the two of her, she feels like more of the threat. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's got that tactical stuff going on, but like she's she's the one that will beat the shit out of you. I did like him just standing and watching. Yep. Like yeah, I, I tried to make that funny in my summary, but like it was cool because yeah, first of all, he doesn't have his powers yet. Mm-hmm. Second. That's what a that's what a general probably would do. Yep. It's like, hmm, hmm, what are his weaknesses? What's going on here? And that's that's pretty cool. Yep. Uh, also, he was voiced, uh, you, as you pointed out, by um, Ron Perlman. Yep, that was one of those ones where it's like, I know this voice. Why do I know this voice? Oh, I know it from watching Batman. And it's it's cool because usually he plays like in everything ever, mm-hmm. very gruff and gravelly, but. Here it's kind of a smooth. Voice yeah, he's got that smooth like that's probably part of why I didn't pick up on it quite. Like yeah, because he's not sounding like Hellboy or whatever. Yeah, no, or um, uh, Clayface. Yeah, like you know, sometimes voice actors like when you're voice acting, like maybe do a bit different than what you would do like live action. But uh, it's cool. You can kind of you can kind of uh, infer that he's one of those really charming. Like he probably. He probably duped a lot of people into following him on Krypton because mm-hmm. he seems really smooth. Yep. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of this. Me and Listen. my giant gloves. Listen, Krypton's like criminally mismanaged. Mm-hmm. It's gonna yeah, take a little. Clearly, we're, we're gonna we're gonna have to spill a little blood. It's gonna be a little messy for a minute, but then everything's gonna be run very smoothly and very efficiently. Just trust me on this. Oh man, Jacks are so smart. I would. I would maybe believe a guy like that particularly I, it made me wonder would the planet have exploded or would he have just not taken brainiac's shit i i if like were in charge i like krypton a lot as a planet that has that has a lot of problems like yeah. exploding is just one of them see i i like i like taking the view that um if if something had shaken those horrible bureaucrats in their terrible outfits like out of their complacency maybe he would have said, I'm not just going to trust this computer. The, the planet's exploding. <laughs> Let's do something about What's it. What's wrong with you people? Like, yeah, he's he's a bit of a monster, but also, hey, the planet didn't explode. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one up on you guys, science council. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I made sure the planet exploded. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's you. That's what you sound like. <laughs> also, uh, speaking of, uh, hey, it's that guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Mala was voiced by Leslie Easterbrook, who who you might not know. She was in in those very dumb police academy movies, all of which I watched because <clears throat> I was a kid at the right time. And sure, what are you gonna do? She was like the massive tough lady cop. Like oh she, yeah, she would have been good real life casting because she was kind of an Amazon. 
which Ugh. I I like the way they draw Mala as just being yeah. this, this massive lady and like uh, yeah good voice and well, the, like I said she would she would have played her well in real yeah. There's shots of her where she's taller than Superman. That's like, I like yes. this. This is yes. very good. Uh-huh. Oh, no. I hope this doesn't reawaken something in me. Uh-huh. This was already awakened. Like, yeah, this is not I news. I know. Um, what was your good thing? Uh, I really like Superman letting Mala out of the Phantom Zone uh, because she served her time. Yeah. Um, Just like... I, I joke about Hamilton accidentally letting, like, a monster out or whatever. Well, sure. But, like, what actually happens is that, like, Superman hears her calling from the Phantom Zone, however that works, and does some research. It's just like, okay, what's why is this woman in here? Oh, mm-hmm. she's she, she's done. She should be she should be free. All right, I, I guess I got to figure out a way to get her out of there. Brainiac just told me she was only supposed to be in there five years, and that, why would that guy lie? Yeah. Well, and it's like, all right, well, I guess if she does anything, I'll have to deal with that. But, like, it's yeah. wrong to keep her in there, so. Yeah. No, that's very, like, that's very, uh, very Superman. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, this I, this would be as good as time as any to, to play your quote, because we just get some nice sort of compassionate oh. Superman in this. Yeah, one. we'll roll into that. Ha! Huh. I think I found your weakness. You care about that twig. I care about everyone. Yep. That was very good. Mm-hmm. Never, I never tire of that, and... I, I never tired of it before, but particularly, you know, now. Mm-hmm. Now that so many interpretations of this character are not like terrible. that. Terrible. Just terrible. I, not like that. I also think terrible, but maybe somebody likes that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. There's plenty of characters out there who aren't Superman that can do that kind of thing. Yeah, I know. Well, I one of my notes when... Uh, uh, Mala was taking things like way like uh, more violent and and more aggressively mm-hmm. is like oh this is practice for when Superman works with Batman yeah exactly <laughs> it very much reminded me of that dynamic except uh oh she's got Krypton powers that's oh. not good <laughs> stop breaking stuff no <laughs> there's a there's a great moment right as he lets her out mm-hmm. where she says this isn't Krypton and he says you're on Earth and she just says why. <laughs> Excellent question. That's what yeah. I've asked myself occasionally too. Like it's one, it's one syllable, but it's like, who the fuck are you, and why is this Earth? You're on Earth. Gross. Yeah. No, thank no. you. <laughs> no, I'm not. Ew. Yeah. I've never been here before, but I hate it. Ugh. I've yeah. only been here ten minutes, and it's already the worst place in the universe. Mm. Well. I mean, if Lobo's planet were still around, that might be worse. I mean, we have or, apocalypse. Really, that place doesn't Lobo sound goes. great. Yeah, also, also that. I mean, if you like giant continent-sized pits full of fire, the, you know, I got mm-hmm. the right place for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, just wait a little while. We'll get one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I already set the ocean on fire, so. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you heard. This just came out this week that uh, the the moon. This isn't even our fault. The moon's starting to wobble, so the tides are going to go nuts soon. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Yeah, that's super great. So uh-huh. I'm sure that'll, cool. that'll help with everything we're already doing. Uh-huh. All right. Well. Uh-huh. Um, oh, there's right. a great there was a great moment with Hamilton where uh so they're they're testing out Mala's powers. Mm-hmm. They they go away to Star Labs um cabin in the country. <laughs> Camp Star Labs. Yeah, I'm not clear like it it looks very nice, but I'm not clear why this belongs to Star Labs and isn't like I don't know Professor Hamilton's house or something. Hamilton calls it like the Star Labs retreat or whatever. Yeah, it might be like a corporate place where they go to 
like synergize their yeah, productivity. Yeah, team build. Uh-huh. Gross. Make sure they're ISO 9000 compliant. They're all, the reason it's abandoned is that they're all scientists. They don't want to go. Well, yeah. Well, that's what I was getting at is there's a, there's a moment where uh, where Mahler realizes, oh, these people are weak. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Hamilton goes, uh, please put me down. I bleed more easily than many. <laughs> it was a very good, like, uh, I'm not just a weak human. I'm weak for a human. Mm-hmm. Like, on the scale, like, I'm Look. pretty low... I'm very smart, but I'm, I'm uh, physically like a like a like an autumn leaf. You could just crush me under your boot. Please, please put me down. My ankles are very delicate. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm almost fifty. I can relate. <laughs> <sighs> very good. Um, what else? There's a bit when they're uh, when uh, Molly and Jackson are crossing the street, and a car drives at them, and without even looking at it, Molly just punches it in the hood. Oh yeah. It's like one of those when Batman just raises his fist at the right time moments. Yep. Just not even thinking about it. Just poof. Yep. Not even an issue. No. Why would it be? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I just I just made the last payment on my whatever the fuck. <laughs> Mobile. Uh-huh. Uh, I, let's oh, see. I, also liked, I also liked Hamilton's Mr. Freeze suit. Oh, yeah. Like... Uh, Superman was taking him on an Arctic adventure, and he's like, I'm not just going to put you a winter coat on you. I'm taking you to the literal North Pole. It's very cold. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's uh, get you protected. It was nice. They didn't need to draw that. It was just a nice little detail. I'm very cold, Superman. It's, it's, I didn't realize it was this cold. I knew it was cold, but uh, Jesus I mean, Christ. It is the coldest place on Earth. Well, sure, in theory. Mm-hmm. I haven't really tested that yet. I'm too busy trying to shoot potted plants into the Phantom Zone. <laughs> This is I'm, what I do. I'm going to make it the plantum zone. Oh, I hate that I laughed at that, but I did. <laughs> um, Superman in his spacesuit, uh, almost coming out of the phantom zone, is extremely uh, one episode of Star Trek. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely was the Tholian web. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very good. I think he's trying to tell us something. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Only uh, Tim Daly's a bit of a better actor than William Shatner. So. Just, just, just a touch, a touch yeah. better. However, that is my absolute favorite episode of the original series. So That's a good one. Mind. Yeah, it's very good. Um, I liked that uh, Jaxor completely understood a bunch of Earth concepts that they could have they could have been tedious about. Mm. And like when Lois says she's a reporter, what is a report? He's like, no, leave her alive. I know exactly what the media is, and yep. she wants she needs to go back and tell the people who I am. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh shit, yeah, that's that's so much cooler because of course this is a concept that transfers to other cultures what are these reporters of which you speak you know you know a lesser writer would have like Mm -hmm. put that in there and like no i i understand exactly what she is and i could use some pr i know very little about your 60th earth sitcoms (laughs) i always loved that it was little yeah he knows he knows a bit yeah not none Mm -hmm. um let's see Oh, so they, I, I mean, we talked about this already when I was talking about that it isn't General Zod, but it's because there were so many beats of this that were just Superman 2. Yeah. Like when they bust into the Daily Planet and grab Lois and, mm-hmm. and all that, which reminded me a week or two ago, I read this article by the guy who played uh, Non, who was mm-hmm. the third guy, the big yep. silent guy, uh, who, first of all, in case you were wondering how, what his opinion on uh, visionary director Zack Snyder Superman was, does, doesn't approve. Huh. 
uh, in case in case you you needed to know what the guy who played non thirty years ago. I, I was wondering about that, and I was also wondering if he has a pitch where Uncle Non shows up. Uh hey, guess what? He mm-hmm. doesn't have that, but he definitely has a pitch for <sighs> like a canonical Superman three that would be a proper sequel to Superman two. <laughs> now, um, he knows that Chris Reeve has been dead for like what twenty years now, presumably about. This was an article that I read that was from this year. Like, it was in my... Good Lord. Like, when I Google things, you know, and it recommends, like, stories related to things you're interested in. And I'm like, okay, all right, oh, I'll clear this. I guess Richard Donner did just pass away. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I think yeah. that's probably why they talked to that him. That makes sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But uh, it was just... And I'm not even... Like, I'm not even mocking the guy. Like, mm-hmm. he, he, he had interesting stories to tell. It was sure. an interesting read. But the... Like, the... 10th build actor in a movie in a popular movie from 40 years ago that has a pitch for a sequel that's a that, that, like dude come on i mean let me introduce you a little character called michael dorn uh, yeah i know but you know at least he was like fourth builder yeah like he wasn't he wasn't the guy who stood there and didn't speak while the villain chewed the scenery and also gene hackman who was still great mm-hmm. also chewed the scenery yep and the lady who played ursa still got a little scenery chewing he got what was left <laughs> Thinking of making a movie called The Non Show, starring Non. Mm-hmm. Superman rounds out the cast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, I'm like, what is that? I know that's a reference to. Oh, right. That's uh, Paul F. Tompkins yeah. in. Uh, uh, what was oh, there it? Will, there be will Be Blood. Yeah. Yes. Daniel Day Lewis rounds out the cast. <laughs> Man trying to make it, trying to take a meeting. Trying to get a meeting, hold a meeting together. <laughs> mm hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, let's this see. This one might be a little short, because, you know, yeah. it's just one, one story, so. But that's, it's gonna be uh, weird when we get to, like, Justice League, and it's like, they're they're all two-parters. Uh, no, we'll just we'll just run a little shorter. That's, mm. you know, whatever. But there, there's also gonna be times where we do three episodes. There's oh, like yeah. Three-parters, and so, like, you know, it'll, it'll all, it'll all even out. Also, they get this show free. It's fine. True. There is a neat little effect when, su- right at the end of the episode... Uh, when Superman's putting the uh, the Phantom Zone projector in the Fortress of Solitude with its stupid name, mm-hmm. and it's sort of on like a post or something, and he sort of like falls backwards, and then that turns into a fly. Hmm. And I really like that, like them well, the doing f- like creative stuff with him flying. You know, well like, the floor just, is it, the floor is ice, so yeah. probably it's like, oops, maybe I should put a floor in there. <laughs> <laughs> Need to put more mats around here, more yeah. rubber mats. Mm, I don't think that's going to help with the ice. <laughs> Put up some posters for some movies I like, maybe some bands. <laughs> I I do like this is the first proper look we've gotten at the at the fortress. Like he yep. he put like he sort of like there that 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 finishes that at the end of the Lobo episode, but he, we still only just saw a little corner of it. Yeah. And here through Hamilton's eyes we get to see a bunch of it and I I I love the way it's coming together. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Great. It's really been neat, just like, I had no idea that a lot of this show was just slowly building the Fortress of Solitude, and I really like it. I just sort of building Superman's world in general. Yeah. Which is, which is great. Like, because with Batman, we just sort of jumped in, which is also fine, but mm-hmm. it's cool. It's cool, like, starting, you know, starting out from the beginning. Yeah. Here's how all this stuff happened. Yeah. But uh, speaking of the Fortress, I actually really liked this bit. Um, this is, this is, what I like is the acting, and uh, this is him. Uh, explaining to Hamilton what the uh, what the fortress is. Mm. These are the animals I saved off the preserver's ship. 
I come up here every now and then to feed them and steal a few moments to be by myself. You know. There's a, there's just a, the way he says, uh, uh, just to be alone, you know. And it's just like, you, you know how it is. And yeah. it's, it's, I don't know. I just really like that. And Sometimes also, I, yes, I really do. Yeah. Sometimes I don't want to be around people for a while, you know? Yeah. I was always yelling at me. <laughs> I mean, you do work in a newsroom. Uh-huh. Where like, famously look, people yell all the time. Look, I'm happy to save people all the time, but everyone's always so upset when I see them. Mm-hmm. Just like, yes, I did just save you from a flaming car, and I get that, but like, you know. And sometimes they're screaming gratitude, but it's still screaming. That's fine, too. Like, sometimes Whereas, I just want to chill with my hairy rhinoceros and put a movie on. And I was like, I was thinking, like, uh, maybe I could bring somebody up here, and who's who's real chill that I know? Oh, Emil. My best friend. That dude, I've never seen him lose his temper. I've never mm-hmm. seen him. He gets a little scared around some of my weird bullshit, but he's still, you know, yep. not, he's still pretty calm. Like, let's uh, let's hang out sometime. You you don't stress me out at all. Yeah, you seem cool. Also, let's get a helpful. pizza. Yeah. Uh, how long will it take to get up here? Oh, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Mm. All right, we better wait until the Flash is a thing. <laughs> then he can bring me a pizza and then fuck off. Hello, Flash? Bring me a pizza. <laughs> You're not invited to stay, by the way. I just want you to bring a pizza. I'll tip. Mm-hmm. I'm not an asshole. I tip well, but mm-hmm. uh, you, you don't you don't get to stay in my fortress. Yeah, go get me a pizza. <laughs> this is the entire reason they did the they did they do the uh, the race around the world it's uh-huh. to see who's fast enough to pick up pizza. Yeah, it's, it's all the test. Mm-hmm. Just to see. Uh, we we will see when Batman is introduced to all of this that he I I, I know. This is not just headcanon. I know he desperately wants to invite Batman up yep. there, and Batman has no interest. I just thought it'd be cool if we saw each other's clubhouses, Batman. No, that's not cool. No. Is this a trick to see the cave? No, I don't, I don't need to see yours, but I'd, I'd yeah. love for you to see mine. No, It'd be no, nice to be invited, though. Just yeah. saying. I, I'm not a vampire, you know. <laughs> you don't have to invite me. I'm not coming anyway, but, you know. I just don't know why we don't ever hang out at your place. You've got the best video games. <laughs> I know, because Robin said so. No, Robin took them all to Blood, Bloodtropolis, Blood, yeah, Bloodtropolis, Blood City. What the oh, fuck? Oh, the is fuckmobile. It? <laughs> yeah. The fuck. What is this city called? Bloodhaven. Blood. Of course, Bloodhaven. God, mm-hmm. I'm such an idiot. Yep. Bloodtopia. It's German. Of course, blood. It's it's German for House of Blood. <laughs> for the blood, V. All right. Anything else? Here in uh, Bloodhaven, we're very famous for our sausage. Uh huh. Is it blood sausage? It no, absolutely actually. is. Oh, it's spelled B L smiley face D. Mm-hmm. That's what I always think of when I see a U with an umlaut. It's mm-hmm. a little smiley face. That guy's real happy to be here. Mm-hmm. About all the blood. I just love being part of Bloodhaven. Mm-hmm. Blood. Bloodhaven. All right. Anything else? Uh, that's everything I got. Very well. Well, uh, like I said, well into season two now. Which, yeah. Mm, all right. I believe the season three premiere is when Batman shows up, so uh, not long now. But uh, we got we, we still got some good stuff coming up. Yeah. I have no idea. Like, I did write it down this time. Mm-hmm. I do know what we have next, but I don't know them by titles at all. Uh, it's The Promethean. Mm-hmm. Oh, Shrug. And Speed Demons. Uh, uh, mm, no. Don't know. Does Superman have any fast villains? I can't think of any. No, I Flash will actually show up in this show, I think. But uh-huh. I think that's late. I think that's 
in their last season where they're just like, can we do Justice League? Here's here's the Flash. Here's uh, some... Green Lantern. Can we just make a team of these guys now? Please. Oh, uh, uh, Lois dropped a Wonder Woman reference in this one. Oh, yeah, that was weird. Because, since... I mean, it ends up being like, uh, you know, mm. uh, like apocryphal because Wonder Woman hasn't emerged yet. But yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's it fine. Was still, it was still cute. I did like Lois during the fight going, yeah, get her harder. <laughs> Hurt her, Superman. But it was like I was going to pull the, that as my quote. Mm-hmm. And uh, what she says is, yeah, Superman, harder. And I was like, ooh, that, that, doesn't sound oh. like, uh, that doesn't sound like a fight quote at all. No. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I mean, you can definitely pull that quote, but. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. I think we're good. But that's why I didn't. But that was that was probably my favorite like uh, verbal moment from the episode. Mm-hmm. So. I, I I I just said it, but like I I legit thought she said hurt her. Uh, I, which, I maybe she did. Maybe which I, is a particularly brutal thing to say to somebody. Well, there's uh, uh, Mala threatens to crush Lois's skull or something like that. That's true. Because uh, the DC Wiki pointed out that the show uh, was rerun on some Disney Channel at some point, Disney Kids or whatever. And uh, they edited some stuff out for, you know, standards and practice. Like, they mm. they had more standards and practices than Kids WB did. And sure. One of them was, could we maybe not talk about skull crushing in this children's show? And uh-huh. then, all right, fair note, Disney. <laughs> I give you guys a lot of shit for, you've, you've earned it. But mm-hmm. uh, also, yeah, no skull crushing in a, chi- in a kid's show, please. Fine. wonder how they felt about the, uh... <laughs> well, the one that ends with someone going to the gas chamber, which we're coming up to not terribly long from now. Yep. That's ah, one of my favorite ones. Uh, all right. Well, that's all for this time. Uh, as ever, if you want to write to us, it is Kids Love Batman Podcast at Gmail. The website is kidslovebatman.com, and we will be back next week. Yeah. See you, folks. Twala. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2021. Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.